Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you in your path of self-awareness and well-being and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is how to set healthy boundaries. It seems like a simple task, but how difficult it is to say no to others. That's why I'm sure you love this episode. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, GeorginaHudson.coach. Hello, hello, hello. How are you today? Happy New Year. I hope this is your year and I'm excited to share this week's podcast because we are answering several of our listeners' requests at once. If you are new to this space, let me tell you that we have another podcast on the topic, which I find to be introductory or an introduction to this one. So you'll find the link in today's episode description. Um, So I really recommend listening to both um, in any order you want. Also, last year, just before the year ended, I wrote a comprehensive article on Psicología y Mente, Psychology and Mind, on the subject. It's in Spanish, so if you read it in Spanish, you can um, read it, have a look at it. Um, if you don't read it in Spanish, don't worry, because we have you covered with so many podcasts. As usual, I try to make what I write in my column in uh, the magazine different from what I share here, which is more conversational. Uh, In this space, I use a lot more personal examples, examples, um, or yes, real life examples from our clients. The article in Psicología y Mente on Psychology and Mind um, is more technical, but at the same time, it's easy to understand too, but it it is um, written from another perspective. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode, which I would call Boundaries 2.0 or Boundaries Recharged. <laughs> That's why I'm very excited to delve into this topic, which was so difficult for me. I found it so difficult to set boundaries in my own personal journey. So this is very important for our emotional well-being and for having healthy relationships. So let's start with the basics, and that is what boundaries are. So before taking a deep dive into the importance of setting boundaries, it is essential to understand what they are. And for this, I would like to visualize something for a minute. And I would like you to imagine yourself on the beach, drawing a a line in the sand that separates you emotionally, physically, mentally, even spiritually from the world, from the rest. And it's not a line that is going to isolate you. It's a line that will be opened up when you want to, when you want to let somebody in, when you think some something is okay. And it's a line that will remain closed when you need it to keep it as a barrier to protect yourself emotionally, physically, and or mentally. So the most important thing is to understand that if we want to enjoy greater emotional and psychological well-being, we have to dare to establish healthy and healing boundaries. This is something that was very challenging for me when I was younger. And these boundaries can manifest in various ways, from clearly expressing our needs and possibilities to saying no when necessary. Sometimes we cannot 
be flexible sometimes just no and stating that something is harming us uh, is not tolerable and or that it's not in our hands period i'm going to tell you something about that in a minute so why is it so challenging to set boundaries finding it difficult to set boundaries is a common experience and there are various reasons behind this challenge and i am thinking about many of my clients who share with me in our sessions that they are afraid of hurting others feelings you know or they are afraid of being perceived as selfish what happened to me is that my main fear is that I was, you know, many of you know that I grew up being a nice girl. So as I associated being pleasing, accommodating with being loved. So the possibility of not pleasing someone else was perceived as a danger to me, as a threat, because I was afraid of losing the love that person felt for me. The interesting thing is not many of those people, okay, or not, not all of those people were people I cared about so much, but I was addicted to being loved. And this is a, this is a strong, you know, um, confession I'm, I'm making here, but, you know, um, for nice girls, it can be very difficult to establish healthy boundaries. In any case, everything is related to the beliefs we have forged since childhood. Yes, you heard me well. Remember how many times you were probably told by one of your caregivers or both, you didn't want to do something for somebody else and they told you, well, you know, just do it, don't say anything, poor thing, it's not that big a deal. Um, just do it, you know, don't, don't mention, you don't want to do it, it's okay, poor thing. No, that happens a lot to me. Or maybe you did dare to say no, you know? No, I don't feel like buying bread on the way to my friend's house. This happened to me a lot. Every time I went out, my mom gave me an errand to run. And I didn't want to buy things on my way to places or classes or whatever. And so... Of course, she was very disappointed when I said no, because she was uh, she was incapable of setting boundaries herself. So finding, you know, somebody who was saying no was like, you know, per- perplexing for her. So when I saw her face of disappointment, I felt like I was the worst daughter. And I inherited that you know I am the worst person if I don't do favors for others if I don't sacrifice for others so whatever your elders told you might have influenced what you thought about yourself connected to these boundaries and with her permission a client from uh, my sessions I'm going to change her name not the anecdote but her name so we are going to call her Bertha, allowed me to share her experience. She, she allowed me to share her experience, but this is not her real name. So Bertha, in her workplace, Bertha is very hardworking. And there is a there is a person who likes to show off a lot, you know. Um, you know, she runs, this other person runs with everyone's credit, but especially Bertha's because she's such a sweet, you know, hardworking person. And, you know, we are working on boundaries with her. So Bertha is a great worker, 
And many times she suffers seeing how the ideas she has, you know, come up with and who has naively shared with this other colleague are presented in meetings by this other colleague without mentioning that they are Bertha's idea, you know? So when Bertha asks her colleague why she wasn't mentioned, well, this happened only once after our session. So Bertha and I worked on this because she was so angry uh, at, at what, you know, had happened. And this was not the only time that happened that yes the first time um we worked on this um in the sessions and so i i asked bertha what was holding her back and she told me she was afraid you know the other person was going to think she's uh, too selfish and too uh, me 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 this is all about me and so we started peeling of layers of that iron of things she needed to heal and when she finally gathered the strength to ask her colleague why um, she hadn't mentioned um, Bertha her uh, when they were talking about Bertha's ideas in, in the meeting her colleague told her not to be dramatic that Bertha has a very difficult character and that she was discussing the topic regardless of whether she or Bertha had arrived at one conclusion or the other. And because Bertha is very uncomfortable confronting another person, in fact, she told me she's terrorized. She she feels in complete terror um, when she has to tell another person that she feels unpleasant about something. Mm -hmm. So, because she feels so uncomfortable having these type of conversations, she remained silent. First, she was filled with anger, and then she was overcome by sadness and helplessness. Of course, we're talking about this in our sessions, and she's going to overcome it. But, <coughs> excuse me, I think this is very important. So, setting boundaries is not easy, but you cannot go through life without doing it for fear of the other person's reaction. You know, what needs to be done is to grab the bull by the horns and learn to set boundaries in a way that is positive for you, for the other person, for everyone in, a, in every sense, you know. You, we cannot go by, you know, in life without setting these frontiers that are going to separate us from the others when it is necessary. So why is it so difficult to set boundaries because we are afraid. As I said before, fear is a powerful emotion and fear can paralyze us when it comes to setting boundaries. In fact, it's one of the most evidence, uh, evident uh, ways we see fear. And when it comes to fear or anxiety or any strong emotion really, it's important to recognize it and not to try to rip it out, you know? What you resist persists, my dear Carl Jung said. So it's about getting in touch what we feel. Mind you, not what we think about the fear, what we feel when we experience the fear, the butterflies in the stomach, the sweat, the short breaths, um, whatever you are feeling in your body. Why? Because we can soothe 
our body by accepting what is going on, by breathing deeply, by moving a bit, maybe by leaving the house, shaking off a little. And once we calm ourselves, we can get into the barrow of the stories and start questioning our irrational fears. Now, if we do the other way around, and if we start feeling afraid, and we are like, you know, I need to set, we talk to ourselves and we are like, oh, I need to set a boundary. This is, you know, unbearable, blah, blah, blah. But then we start feeling all sorts of, you know, butterflies in the stomach and, you know, a tight chest and, you know, headaches and, you know, uh, a tightness in our arms, whatever. So we start getting into our heads instead of our bodies. And we start telling ourselves a lot of stories like, how could they dare say that to me? Next time they're going to listen to what I have to say. This is just such an injustice, blah, blah, blah. I remember doing this. I remember getting into my head. I remember having like these long dialogues with the other person in my head, dialogues that I would never voice. But that made me feel very bad about the situation and they made me suffer you know I would you know talk to the other person in my head oh how could you do this to me you don't respect me but now you need you need to see the this and that it was like terrible because it threw me into a rabbit hole that it was difficult to get out and the other person didn't even know that I was having those conversations so the most effective technique once our body has been sued, is to question our irrational beliefs. But first, we need to soothe our bodies. Then we're going to question our irrational beliefs. And we are going to understand that setting boundaries is an essential part of self-care. It's not a selfish act, as many of my clients feel. Above all, we are not closing the door to the other person. We are stating that we don't find something tolerable possible or in our hands, you know. I always say that because I'm bilingual, uh, when I was younger, people, you know, my my friends or family, you know, who were doing their master's degree or their doctoral degrees or whatever, they asked me to translate their work, their thesis. And I wouldn't say no for fear of being rejected. But then... I would feel so tired, so burnt out looking for technical words in the dictionary because it wasn't, you know, in the scope of what I managed, you know, that I felt so angry at myself because I couldn't say no to the task, you know. So setting healthy boundaries is challenging and we know this is so. So let's explore some practical practical strategies for setting boundaries in a healthy way. So the first thing that comes to mind is open and assertive communication. You know, what I couldn't do when people demanded me to translate their things. You know, learning to express our needs clearly and respectfully establishes a fertile ground for healthier relationships. And when I say learning to express our needs clearly and respectfully, I'm referring to you know, favors or demands from people who we like, we're fond of, you know, there are some other people who are cruel. People who are cruel exist. People who are bullies exist. 
So when a bully or when a cruel person or when a person who couldn't care less about you asks you to do something, don't be afraid to say no. Block that person from your mobile. Block that person from your social and walk away from them. So boundaries also are there for you to protect yourself. You need to be protective of yourself. So if I am going to have a conversation where I have to set boundaries without previous preparation, especially at the beginning when we haven't learned to set boundaries and we haven't developed the confidence muscle to do so, if I don't prepare a little like with this podcast to set boundaries, I'm likely to shout, to cry, to blame others and to victimize myself. And none of that is assertive. And none of that is going to help us build any kind of positive relationship with the other person. So practice number one, I, I, I told you at the beginning of the podcast um, that we were going to learn three ways of setting boundaries, clear communication. Face the fear of confrontation, please don't do what Bertha did or continues doing, but she's going to be okay. I know Bertha is going to be okay. So face your fear of confrontation by practicing clear and direct communication. Think about what you're going to say and express your needs in a specific and constructive way that can strengthen your relationship with the other person and clearing out, you know, what everyone's expectations around whatever you are dealing with uh, are. So in Bertha's example, for example, for example, in Bertha's example, for example, the clearest thing would have been to say something like, I felt a little strange when you didn't mention that I had come up with that idea, you know, um, I would like to be mentioned next time. Or sometimes it's effective to involve the other person as well. It opens, you know, conversation with them. Like, I felt weird here and hearing that an idea of mine was being discussed without mentioning me. What do you think we could do about this next time? Or would you suggest? And of course, sometimes you establish your boundaries in a constructive way, in a very assertive, constructive, respectful way, and the other person tells you you are difficult, like Bertha's um, colleague. You are difficult, you have a terrible personality, you are self-centered, blah, 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 blah. But mind you, when you know you have done, uh, you have set your boundaries clearly, constructively, positively, then all the things the other person tells you are their problem, not yours. The other thing is to learn to say no and to say no with empathy. And here I'm not talking about bullies or people who are cruel, you know. I have had my fair share of people like that, you know, who were irrational in their demands and who didn't care about how, how I felt, you know, and they don't care now. So in, as I told you, in those cases, just say no, close the door and don't, don't open it again because they are bullying you. But if the other person is just, you know, your neighbor, a family member who you get on with or a friend, whatever, say no 
in a way that feels okay because saying no is not insensitive. Learning to say no with empathy and explaining your limitations with a few words. Don't over-explain because that is going to, you know, create a knot. But just with a few words, you can say no in a way that helps the other person understand, that helps, sorry, the other person understand your needs without creating resentment. And in my example about translation and everything, I found it so hard to say no out of fear of rejection, as I told you. But I felt that I was betraying myself with every yes I said, instead of, you know, clearly saying no to the other person. So when I started saying, you know, I am bilingual, but I cannot translate a doctoral thesis, I recommend you you hire a translator or, you know, um, this is far too much for me. I don't dominate this field of study and it's a lot of work for me. So I could do the abstract, but not, nothing more, you know. Um, it's very important too at this point to speak from yourself and not to tell the other person, oh, you keep demanding things from me. Oh, you don't think about the time I'm going to spend translating all this. Oh, you didn't think that I don't dominate this topic, blah, 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 blah. No. If you speak from I, me, myself, the possibility for the other person to listen to you increases. For example, it's challenging for me to translate this because it's not my field. Or even it stresses me to do something like this because I don't master the topic. That is the truth. Period. As I said at the beginning of this second point, don't over-explain. Because over-explaining shows the other person you are afraid of, of setting the boundary and that you are not so sure about the boundary itself. So just a short explanation. And number three, and you're not going to understand very well what I mean by this, but you will after I explain prioritize self-care. Setting boundaries also involves prioritizing our well-being and self-care. Learning to say yes to ourselves and setting boundaries around our time and our energy, our resources is essential to maintain a healthy balance. So again, I'm going to change the name of my client but I'm going to share his experience with you. So Charles came to therapy because he couldn't relax. He is a high achiever. He feels good producing and delivering results in everything he undertakes. But now we, I can talk in the past, he couldn't put his mind to rest. That's why he uh, talked to me, because he felt very stressed out. So we started evaluated, evaluating sorry, the need to find the spaces just for him and his enjoyment. But at the beginning, of course, he felt guilty. He felt it was self-indulgent to do anything connected to his self-care. And I remember this, uh, this time when he had a massage or he had been to a spa session. And he told me he couldn't wait for the massage or, you know, the spa to to finish because he wanted to run and do, uh, check out everything on his long uh, to-do list. So guilt prevented him from fully immersing himself in such beautiful experiences like massage and the spa. Over time, we worked and we 
peeled off all the layers of the onion and he learned to overcome the feeling of guilt hmm? because he he discovered hmm? we worked and he discovered what was holding him back and he learned to relax and to set boundaries to himself so sometimes we need to understand that it's not so much setting boundaries to the task somebody else asks us to do. Sometimes we need to set boundaries to ourselves because we think we are limitless and we are not. So like Charles, you know, something might, pre- might be preventing you from setting boundaries on what you do. So ask yourself, what needs my attention? What needs to be tended to and what is holding me back benefits of learning to set boundaries of there are a lot but we're going to mention just a few because we are running a little bit um longer than i expected so the first benefit is healthier relationships by setting clear boundaries we create healthier and more honest relationships we foster an environment where the needs of both people or of the people involved are recognized and respected and it strengthens our our emotional connection with my example of the translation so many years ago if i say to somebody uh listen uh this stresses me out because I don't know about this topic. I just know how to speak in English and Spanish, but, you know, this is out of my scope, you know. Then that person could also learn to set boundaries to me, feeling that it's okay because, you know, we are open about what we can what we cannot do. I hate cooking, for example. I don't like being in, in the kitchen. And sometimes... Uh, I am the type of person who says, okay, what are we going to do? Oh, say, oh so you can cook this, this and that, and I could buy this and that. <laughs> so if that other person tells me, uh, you know, I don't feel um, very good about staying all day in the kitchen and cooking. I want to relax. So can I buy something myself too? Yes, of course, because both of us have understood that we can be honest about what we are capable of doing so healthier relationships number one number two personal empowerment setting boundaries is an act of personal empowerment i love this i was so disempowered when i was just a nice girl Uh, setting boundaries allowed me to take control of my life and to stop contorting and twisting to be liked by other people people that i didn't care so much but i wanted to be liked by everybody you know, so insecure I was. So it defines the space in which we feel comfortable and respected. And if the other person doesn't take it well, it doesn't matter. It's about that person. If you say to that person something which is rational, which is respectful, and they tell you things that are crazy, like you are selfish or uh, you are too self-centered or you only think about yourself... It's this person's problem. In the example I gave you with my mom when I was little, she was such a people pleaser too. Um, When she asked me to run a lot of errands on my way to a class or um, a friend's house, and I said to her, no, mom, I don't feel like stopping by uh, the supermarket or whatever place and to do this and that. I want to go to my friend's house. You know, uh, if I had said that and 
you know, don't become, if I hadn't become so influenced by my mom's faces, I would have been empowered. And if my mom had told me, you know what, you're right. You can do it, but, you know, at a different time. Anyways, poor mom, I'm not, you know, blaming her, but just sharing a personal example. And the benefit that I think is beautiful, like in Charles' cases, is a stress reduction. Effective boundary setting reduces stress by avoiding an overload of responsibilities and by allowing ourselves to say no, not only to other people's demands, but to ourselves when necessary. We free up mental and emotional space to take care of ourselves. Finally, Last but not least, self-knowledge and self-acceptance. The process of setting boundaries leads us to know ourselves better. Why is it that I'm incapable of setting boundaries? What fear is holding me back? What needs to be tended to with curiosity? So, self-knowledge and also self-acceptance. You know, it's not about... Um, criticizing ourselves and being uh, terrible about, oh, you know, you should have set those boundaries, you know, don't be silly, how could you do this and that. I, I was in that terrible toxic loop for a long, long time. But it's not about that, it's about like, it's about, oh, yes, you know, I want to be liked because I feel insecure, um, because I have been shy and there are still some traces of that shyness. So, when we discover our needs, our desires, and our personal limits, boundaries, we foster self-acceptance and personal growth. So, let's conclude this. Let's round up. Setting boundaries is an essential skill for emotional well-being and healthy relationships. And although it can be challenging, the journey to creating effective boundaries is a valuable investment, invaluable investment in our health and personal growth. Setting boundaries is not a selfish act, as many of my clients tell me. It is an expression of self-love and a vital component for building meaningful, honest connections with others. Mm -hmm. So, I hope you enjoyed this podcast with a topic that will always be relevant. Mm -hmm. Think of somebody who might need to learn how to set healthy boundaries and forward this episode to them. Also encourage them to subscribe for them to get the podcast into their mail. This is the easiest way to help one another. We also appreciate your opinion and recommendation on any of the platforms you are listening to us. Luciano is not with me today, but he's always backstage helping me. So uh, I, that's why I'm talking about we. We have all the podcast suggestions that you have emailed us. So we're going to be broadcasting on all of the topics as uh, time goes by, uh, week after week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. May you have a beautiful year and I'm sending you a big hug.